Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question, and that is, what is in your life's blueprint? This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go, 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 go. Over 24 million people that are going to lose health insurance. You can't continue to play with people's emotions like this, okay? Politics may be a game to you because you're in Washington, but it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. Again, I refer back to a civilized society where no one, not even the President of the United States, is above the law. However, Trump has a blatant disregard for the law, and he only likes it when he stands to benefit from it. How selfish, 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 selfish. You're now listening to The Provocation. You're now listening to The Provocation. Real people, real conversation. Real people, real conversation. You ready? You ready? Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know it's been a long time. We back, though. Oh, yeah. We got a lot to back in. Back and hopefully better than ever. Mm-hmm. Despite the weather. <laughs> we stay clever. Yeah, I still can rap a little bit. You know how I go. Oh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. A little rusty, though. <laughs> I'm a little rusty. You know, ain't nothing a little practice won't help. Mm-hmm. But anyway, in case you didn't know, you're listening to The Provocation, Real People, Real Conversations. My name is Ron. I'm one half of the dynamic duo. And as always, I got my boy with me. And I'm Ronald L. Felton, the father and son tag team. The views on this podcast are clearly the views of my son and myself and not of any organization that either of us may be affiliated with. With that being said, we welcome you to Episode 70 in Season 2 of The Provocation. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And like we always say about this time, if you listen to live, we appreciate the love. If you're listening to the archive, we appreciate that, too. Today is November 13th, Tuesday, 2018. Hope everybody enjoyed their day. Hope everybody enjoyed their weekend. Mine was kind of bittersweet, you know. Mm-hmm. First of all, let's say this, man. Shout out to the South Norfolk Bulldogs on the excellent season this year. We went seven and one. All right. Can't quite finish. Okay. Can't quite finish it up. You know, got to the second round of the playoffs, and um, yeah, man, we just we just we just didn't show up, man. The, uh, the blocking and the tackling was a little off that game, and the other team took advantage of it though. But it's okay because I think we made our mark this season in the league. I think we're a team that, yeah, that other teams are going to look out for uh, next season because, um, you know, and although we didn't win the championship, I'm very proud because this is the first year of this team, our first year coaching, and to have a 7-1 record and to make it to the second round of the playoffs, you know, that ain't nothing to sneeze at, man. So, you know, once again, congratulations to all my boys out there on the South Norfolk Bulldogs, and we're going to keep rolling, man. We're going to keep doing our thing, you know? All right. 
Yeah, you guys did an excellent job, man, for putting together a team for the first time for the first uh, season and to end up with the uh, the winning season that you had, even though you may have lost in the second round of the playoffs. I mean, you guys did an excellent job, so you get a lot of kudos there, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. It was it was fun. It's funny because me and my boy, you know, we sit there and be like, man, what are we going to do with our life now, man? <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. We don't know what to do because, you know, that was like that was like life every week, you know, coming up with schemes and uh, working on, you know, practicing, working on different plays and preparing for the game, scouting. It was – we were we were deep into it, man. We really we really took it serious. And um, mm-hmm. it just seems like it's it's just over just like that. But, um, you know, to look back on it, like I said, even though, you know, we, we had hopes of winning the championship, really really thought we had a chance to do that this year. Uh, but all in all, it was a good season. I think me and him, we learned a lot. Uh, we know what we both have to improve on as coaches before the next season and, and the things that we – we can prepare for for the season. So, yeah, I look forward to the next time around. But this was it was definitely fun going through it, and uh, I had a good time. You know. All right, good. But um, you know, not much going on, man. The weather's down here. It's been pretty much raining, um, and you can tell we're definitely into the fall now. That that hot weather is definitely going away. Right. <laughs> it's, yep. it's been pretty pretty cold. Now today wasn't that bad <laughs> down here. It was like in the sixties. Um, but it's been raining a lot, you know. Last couple of days, though, it's been it's been pretty cold at night. We got into the 30s or something the other night, so you know, you know, had to turn the heat on in the house, you know. Right. But um, besides that, not much going on, man. What's going on on your side, man? Well, like you said, basically the weather's definitely shifted. Uh, we're getting maybe the high 30s, low 40s, um, mm-hmm. the nighttime. You know, mostly rain and stuff like that. So uh, we're getting into uh, approaching winter time, man. So hey, yeah. enjoy. One thing about the different seasons, man, it makes you appreciate, you know, the different seasons. You look forward to, um, you look forward to the. Well, nobody's looking forward to winter, but you do look forward to spring and summer. Fall and then winter comes, and you also have to consider. Uh, we've been having some forecasts about snow and stuff like that, and uh, when there's snow, that means there's shoveling that needs to be done. So, you know, yeah. those are the those are the things that you may miss from being up here in the winter. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I hear you. And uh, especially for the month of November, November's a very special month. I don't know. I'm not sure if you know that, man. I know, you know. And I ain't talking about Thanksgiving about November, either. Man. The fact that my birthday is in seven days makes November Uh-oh. a very, very, very special day. You know. Uh huh. So, how about that? Let me give myself oh. an early round of applause. Now here's the thing, right? I'm gonna be turning 39 years old this year, man. That's right. 39. You know, it's crazy. I sit back and think, like, I remember when I was younger, I was like, man, I can't wait till I turn 18. I'm going to be a real adult and all this stuff like that. Then I turned 18. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I can't wait till I turn 21. I can go to the bars and everything and stuff like that. 
then, uh, you know, in Jersey, even though you're 21, you can't really get into the good clubs until you're 25. So I was like, man, in four years, I'm going to be 25. I can get anywhere I want to. Right. You know? Next thing I know, 14 years done went by, and I'll be 13, 39 this year. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I mean, and, uh, yeah, the same the same experiences that you were talking about, those were the same types of things that I was looking at. Oh, man, when I become 18, then I was first, I, I 17, I'd get my driver's license, all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you know, then you look forward to 21 and stuff like that. And then you say, where has the time gone? Right. Where has the time gone? And those years start going by uh, quickly, you know? You know, the good thing is, man, I, really, I don't, like, you know, as your age gets up there, I don't really feel older. I feel like, you know, I can still do some of the things I did when I was younger until I actually try to go out there and do it. Then I realize how old I really am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool because, you know, I'm still, I feel like I'm still able to get out, do what I want to do. Um, you know, go out there, run around with the kids, you know, during the football season and stuff. Even, even run around with my daughter because, you know, she's super active. So, as long as I'm still right. able to do those type of things, man, the age don't really matter to me. Because, like, you know, at the end of the day, and, you know, I know my wife already knows this, but I age like fine mm-hmm. wine, you know? Oh, okay. I'm like a, I'm like a, a 1930s rosé on the rocks. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Keep talking. Actually, Keep I'm like talking. a... I'm like a, a Remy Martin 1738 on the rocks. Mm-hmm. You know, just just enough just enough bite, but not too much. That's how I feel. Okay. Did. All right. You feel me? So I ain't really, I I ain't really concerned about the age. At the end of the day, you know, 39, I probably, you know, I don't really be doing much for my birthday, you know, these past couple ones. I just want to chill, hang out with some good people, some good friends, maybe get a couple drinks, eat something. Um. But I think for the big four zero, I gotta do something big, man. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like mm-hmm. that's a that's another transition in life that it's only right I bring it in the right way. So I don't know, man. I'm gonna figure it out, but I gotta do something big for my 40th birthday. You know. Okay. But uh, yeah, enough about me. Um, you listen to the provocation, real people, real conversations. You want to join in? Give us a call at 516-418-5467, or you can hit us up on Twitter at the underscore provocation. That's with an eight and not an A. So, oh, something else to be happy about. Okay. The Giants got, the Giants got their second win last night. How about that? Oh. Yeah. So um, that was a relief to a lot of us who have been suffering this season. Uh, you know, we were one and seven going into the game, which is absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous based on the people we have on this roster. But, you know, as a Giants fan, uh, you almost hope for the best, but you expect the worst. That's kind of what they right. mm-hmm. you. Know? Um, you know, Eli looked pretty good last night, man. He had three intercept, no, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, got Got two touchdowns to Odell. 
Uh, Saquon Barkley did his normal thing. He didn't have a lot of yards, but he had he had big plays. He actually set up the last touchdown, which put us ahead. You know, he had a good, okay. he had a nice little nice little dump pass that he took for about another forty yards, and almost scored on it. So, you know, he he is he's as advertised, man. But see, here's the thing, though. Now, you see Eli last night, right? And right. For the casual fan, for the casual fan, they're gonna be like, man, I told you, man. Eli still got it and blah, 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 this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, if you're really paying attention, although he had one of his better nights last night, um, he still wasn't the quarterback we need him to be. It's as simple as that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to say one play, one, one play in particular where it was pretty much a go route for Odell Beckham. Right, he's he's he had a, it was he's one on one with the one with the cornerback, and and the safety was a little bit more towards the other side of the field, so it would have took him a while to get over top. So, Odell runs a perfect route. I mean, he runs up on the on the cornerback, kind of slows up a little bit, and then mm-hmm. and then kicks in a kicks in a full speed. Now, all Eli has to do is throw it as far as he can in that direction. And I'm almost guaranteeing that Odell Beck was going to run underneath it and take it to the house for a touchdown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Eli sees it, throws the ball. You can see he put some he could put some heat on it, but he throws it short. And I'm just like, any other mm-hmm. quarterback is going to air that out, and that's a touchdown. Any other quarterback? Mm-hmm. Well, I ain't gonna say any. I ain't gonna say any other quarterback. I will say. The elite quarterbacks. That's their. That's Aaron Rodgers. He's selling that. Beckham's running underneath that, and it's a touchdown. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. But that concerned me last night because the one thing that didn't bother me about Eli is that I wasn't concerned about his arm strength. I felt like even though he hasn't played that great as a quarterback, he hasn't lost any arm strength. But last night, that one play, it proved it. That it's just—I think his mm-hmm. time is just up, man. It's just—it's just, it's mm-hmm. just the end—it's the end of the road for him. And I'm not saying I'm not an Eli hater at all. I love Eli Manning, man. I, you know, I appreciate you know him being a stalwart for this team over the, I think 17 years now. Two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, a bunch of comeback plays to win a bunch of games. Um. But he's just never been, I'll say this, to to have two Super Bowls under your belt and to basically not have missed a single game. He's just not been um, an elite quarterback to me. He's been a serviceable quarterback, you know? Mm-hmm. But he just hasn't been – Elite. He's had seasons where he looked like it, but consistency is just not his thing, man. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about. I think they said his record was like. He's almost at like 500 over his lifetime as a giant. So he's he basically just he has just as many losses as he as he has wins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention, I think he leads. He's he's like all time in the most interceptions thrown. So 
that's not a stat that you want for a, a top flight quarterback. I'm sorry. No. You know? mm-hmm. Um mm. and on top of that, for him to have not missed a game, you would expect his stats to be through the through the roof. And it's just not that way. Mm. You know? But at the end of the day, like I said, I love Eli. Um you know, I hope he does finish out strong. I hope I hope that he, he finishes out strong and does the right thing. He um he waives his trade clause because right now he he has a no trade clause. He waives that and allows the Giants to move on from him, man. Maybe he can start. Maybe he can help another team out in his last years. Maybe he can go to. Yeah, mm-hmm. They need a quarterback, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just think um, this team we can't afford to keep him on the books playing like that for the next couple of years. It just it's not gonna work. You talking about he making damn near he making about twenty twenty something thousand twenty something million dollars a year, and he's not uh-huh. playing up to that contract, you know. Yeah, we got a lot of places that we got to give contracts to of players who have played up to their contracts, and you know Eli has just not been one that's living up to a twenty million dollar a year contract. Man, it's just not mm-hmm. it's not working. So, you know, I wish him the best. I think this is his last season. Um, I think we'll be snatching up a quarterback in this coming draft. Whether we end up with a high pick or not, they're going to find some way to get them a quarterback. Right. Um, and then, you know, we can start to build around them, um, you know, for the years to come. But all in all, at the end of the day, it was a, it was a good win last night. It was good to go to bed with a smile on my face versus <laughs> being pissed off all the time. You know, I know, mm-hmm. you know. I've been pissed off for a long time. The only thing that's been keeping me sane is the fact that, you know, we were coaching a football team and they were successful. So I really didn't care about what the damn Giants was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, now that the season's over with, you know, I'm back into it. So they got to help me out. Now, it, it, it'll be amazing. Now, okay, so they got seven more games left. Okay. You know, they've done it before. Where they won, they went on like a six, seven game winning streak to 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 inch into the playoffs, and actually ended up winning the Super Bowl both of those years. They did that. Okay. Now, I'm not gonna get my hopes up because that's that's a that's a far reach right now. But anything is possible, man. I just want to see some good football. That's it. That's all it. right. You know, I just want to see some good football. But um, yeah, man. You know, we we we've been off for a while. I know y'all been wondering where we've been. You know, we you know a lot of things come up. Like I said, I've been coaching. You know, we've had other things that occupy our time. But um, you know, we definitely want to try to get back on here and give some good content. We definitely got a lot to talk about. A lot, a lot to talk about. A lot has happened over these past couple weeks that we mm-hmm. haven't had a chance to speak on. And um, sure, we might as well get it started. Y'all listen to the provocation, real people, real conversations. You want to join the convo? It's five one six four one eight five four six seven, or hit us up on Twitter at the underscore provocation, and that's with an eight and not an A. So, hey man, yeah, you know, we, we have been wait, we've been waiting for these uh these midterm elections. Yeah, I mean, me and you were extremely worried that you know you just don't know what can happen these days, right. <laughs> But I will say congratulations to the Democrats on winning back the House. You know? Yeah. You know, maybe maybe we can start to to really keep a, some tabs on this president now instead of having him run crazy 
But you know, I was um, and I mean they really they really like. I think what they get like thirty seats. They ended up getting an additional thirty yeah, seats. Yeah, got thirty. They said it's possible for them to get like uh, thirty-seven or forty, something like that. Yeah. Um, that's that's good. That just kind of shows yeah. you that. That kind of shows you that on in these. You know, even though he may have won these states, when it comes down to it, um, it seems like common sense seems to outweigh stupidity. Okay? Right. Because we realized we made a mistake in 2016. Mm-hmm. And what pisses me off about is that I felt we were trending up, and this is like like another hurdle we got to get over to try to get this country to where it needs to be. And I'm tired of running into these hurdles. So hopefully this is a lesson learned by a lot of Americans that although you may be mad at the system and stuff like that, you still got to make sure you're doing the, the research on the people you elect and make sure that they have your best interest in mind. We got, we can't vote on hate. We can't vote on competition you know, Democrat versus Republican. That's BS. At the end of the day, when they get to Washington, they're making decisions for all of us at the end of the day. Okay? We can't, we can't vote on racism. We got to vote on the issues that will make all our lives better. Infrastructure, education, um, pay increase, uh, uh, pharmacy prices going down, better health care. You know, things like that. These are things that help us all across the board. All the other stuff we can discuss at a later time. But let's at least use our common sense and get the things that we need to get done, done. So I'm happy that the Democrats, you know, were able to take over the House. The Senate is a different story. We all, we all knew that was going to be difficult. But I will say, I think the Democrats are only going to lose, what, one seat in the Senate, if I'm not mistaken? Well, look, yeah, they may uh... – they may end up maintaining uh, the status quo because you still got yeah. the issues going on in Florida, and you got Mike X Espy uh, in Mississippi. They gotta have yeah. a they gotta have a runoff election. Then you have the young lady from Arizona, the first Democrat uh, to win, and a female at that, um, in over what twenty some years. Yeah, since 1976, I think, was the last time. Yeah, so, uh, well, the 76, that was a long time, man. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, so, but uh, the encouraging thing is it appears that they can be competitive in places like like Florida, like uh, Georgia, and even uh, even Texas. Uh, now they're yeah. saying, from from what I was hearing today, that it looks like Ohio has gone pretty much uh, is, is really turning red. And so mm. that that'll be interesting how that all shakes out, you know. Yeah, I was I was surprised by I, I'll say this I was surprised by the result in Texas because. Um, one, Ted Cruz is a very unlikable person. That's my personal opinion. Like, I, like it's just something like, you know, it's certain people that just have a face that's like, 
I know me and that person will never hang out. We would never get along. Ted Cruz is that guy. I hate mm-hmm. how he talks. He just, he's kind of just, I don't know. But I was surprised that he, he still ended up winning that. But it is Texas. You know, I got to keep that in mind. But I feel like there was an energy behind Beto um, that would have pushed him through. And it was a close race. You know, Ted Cruz just won that race. So uh, I think Texas is starting to turn. But I still thought that he would be the one to, end that, to win that Senate seat. Now, the Florida thing, um, with their, they're still doing a recount right now. Right. I thought <clears throat> I also thought that Andrew Gillum would win that governor's race because the other guy just didn't seem appealing at all to me. I, I didn't see any energy behind him. Which which kinda it can make you think that there's some shady stuff going on in that state. But at the end of the day they gotta recount, do the votes over, who knows what can happen. If it ends up flipping towards Democrat, then that's great. But right now, it looks as if Republicans are going to hold on to Florida. Um, Georgia, I'm definitely questioning that election because there was a major conflict of interest throughout that whole situation. Okay? And for anybody to sit here and tell me that the guy running who is going to also be in charge of, of voting and stuff like that, that that's legit, that that's okay, is crazy to me. Right. This <clears throat> is crazy to me. And also, if you look at his record, too, like, how, how do we let that slide? So, Georgia, she, I think there's a lawsuit going on um, from Stacey Abrams regarding that whole situation. Hopefully, it ends up you know, going her way, man. I, I would definitely not accept any result in that until I'm sure that you got some people coming in there that can make sure every single vote is counted and that everybody got an opportunity to vote, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like I said, the good thing is we the, the Democrats at least took over the House, um, which the plus is maybe we can get some real some real investigations going on right now instead of Devin Nunes um, running everything. The Senate, they seem that despite it being a Republican majority, the you know the investigative bodies they seem to have their head in the right place. Um. And I'm and I'm holding my breath saying that, but I'm anxious uh-huh. to see how this shakes out with the Democrats now controlling the House. Now, this is what I hope they don't do. This is what I don't want to happen. I don't want the focus to just be Trump. Okay. I want you to conduct whatever inve- investigations you need to conduct, but I also want you to come up with some things that are going to help every single American. And force the Republicans to get on board. That's what I want to see happen. I want to see you go in there, go to work, start doing some real things, show that to the American people, and have them hold the Republicans accountable if they try to hold things up. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, it's just it was kind of a relief, though, because... You know, God forbid they would have still had control of both houses. Who knows where this country would have been going um, over the next two years, man. So. Well, you definitely, uh, Trump would have felt emboldened to, to, yeah. to and even, even the Republicans would have felt somewhat emboldened to continue along the path that they were on. So right. the Democrats 
at least capturing the house. And uh, that allows them to, uh, to chair uh, those committees. And yeah. uh, like uh, uh, Maxine Waters, I think she will have the last uh, say as regarding to Trump's uh, tax returns and stuff like that. So they may be able to get a look at those things. And uh, the important thing is that they will provide the oversight that is much needed uh, because you just cannot allow Trump to redefine uh, the democratic norms, the institutions, and and, yeah. and challenge. Like even now, he and what he does, he sets. He he's even setting up. He's getting involved in this Florida recount, <clears throat> Georgia recount, and uh, so he cries foul when it's not right, not in his favor. And that goes right back to the beginning of our opening, our intro where we say Trump, you know, he, he, he feels that he's above the law, that he only likes it when he stands to benefit from it. And we have to right. put a check on that. And like you said, the Democrats should not be so occupied with Trump, but they should do the necessary investigations. They shouldn't just be doing investigations for the sake of doing them. They should be doing yeah. them to get to the to the bottom of, of what's really taking place here, but th- that's the oversight yeah. that is much needed. So he's now, and I think with the Congress, see the Congress, I, they hold the purse strings. So, and they were talking about um, the possibility of there might uh, they could hold up uh, the budget and stuff like that. Now, I, I'm assuming they have to be careful with that because. Um, you start affecting people's paychecks, man. Uh, or they might be supportive of you, but, but you, you holding yeah. up their paycheck, that might cause a different tune to be sung, you know? Yeah, the Democrats, they just have to, they, they have to find a way to speak to the country and not just their base. That's what they got to do. You know, if if in fact, you know, because holding up the holding up the budget, you know, that's going to feed right into the uh, Republicans' hands. Because they say, look, they only come in here was just to be disruptors, and they ain't getting nothing done. They won't let us do this. They won't let us do that. What the, what the Democrats need to do is like, listen, this is what we we think needs to happen, and this is what we this is what we present. Now, the reason this ain't working right now is because our Republican comrades they want to do this, and they point out all the BS that the Republicans try to do. And right. let it, and let the let the country decide, you know, on who mm-hmm. is right. So I, I hope they approach it that way. Um, I think we'll be okay. But our focus is can't it can't be just we're gonna just get Trump and we're gonna make his life hell and all that stuff like that. I mean, his life is already hell. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's how I look at it. Ain't no reason to keep harping on the stuff. Go do the investigation. Point out any discrepancies. Do what you need to do to handle it, and then let's just start getting some stuff done to make people's lives better, man. That's all I can say. I just want to That's make it. sure. I just want them to make sure that Mueller is allowed to complete his investigation 
and it becomes uh, public knowledge. Uh, the, the the results, the findings, uh, with uh, Trump's recent appointment, well, with the firing of Jeff Sessions and the appointment of this uh, Whitaker, um, I, I just hope that they're able to make sure. I'm hoping that Mueller has taken some precautions uh, to ensure that this information gets out to the general public. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think that um, he's definitely worried because think, think about this, right? Now, this, this is where Trump messed up, okay? So he done called Maxine Waters all types of what? Low IQ and all this crazy yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and look who's going to be on top of the finance committee. Mm-hmm. And look who has the power to subpoena your tax returns. Look at that. Look at God. Mm-hmm. That man in trouble, man. And, yeah. and supposedly we're getting closer to uh, Robert Mueller coming up with his report, his final report. I'm anxious to see right. what that's going to say. Mm-hmm. You know. So we, we might mm-hmm. we might be in for a real roller coaster over these next two years, man. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't want that just to be the main focus. Like the, the Trump drama, because that's been a, that's been the main focus for the past two years, and I'm kind of over it at this point. You know, yeah. I'm just ready. I'm ready to get some real stuff. I'm ready to see people's lives getting better. I'm ready for us to stop this unnecessary spending. You know, all these tax these tax cuts that we don't need, and start focusing on some things that we really do need. Like I said, I think Trump was a Trump was an idiot because when he came into office. He could have scored points with the whole country right away if he would just did, did something with infrastructure. The Democrats would have been on board. Republicans would have been on board. That could have been a win for him right out the gate. Yeah. You see? But now, since the, since the uh, Democrats have the House, they're going to – well, this is what I'm hoping, that they're going to be the ones that, lead, that, that take the lead on something such as infrastructure. Um, Republicans really in the House ain't really got no choice but to get on board since they're outnumbered now. And I think that the Senate, I don't see them having any problem with doing infrastructure. Now, they might, they might try to slide something in there to, to see, well, you know, they, the House gave us this, but, you know, we came together and added this part just so we can get the bill done and try to take credit for it. But at the end of the day, we know none of that stuff wouldn't have happened if the Democrats didn't own the House. So now, mm-hmm. he gets no credit. <laughs> Only credit mm-hmm. he gets is for signing it. That's it. You know? Yeah. On top of that, on top of that, being investigated for all the nonsense going on. So yeah, he, he he's in he's in a um a very a very tough position now. And you, you see he's already trying to start this mess where it's like uh, presidential harassment. Oh hell no. Mm-hmm. What the hell is presidential harassment, man? Well you know the thing like, is, yeah. I mean, think about what Obama went through for his eight years. Mm-hmm. That's not presidential harassment. <laughs> but because we call you on the stuff that you're actually doing, now we harassing you? Mm-hmm. Please. Give me a break. And then you got this guy Whitaker. He's, he was uh, uh, on the board of a company that was scamming people. And so right. they're currently, I think the FCC or somebody, they're currently 
uh, I think he's involved in some type of investigation. So that should have been disqualifying for him right then. So um, it's just, it's just, I'm, I'm really disappointed. Man. I'm really disappointed. And even the people who support Trump to just turn a blind eye to uh, our legal system and just disregard it simply because Trump said disregard it. That's what really right. frustrates me is that they, it's like, if I say it's true, then it's true. If I don't say it's true, then it's not true. That's, that's, right. that's what you get. And that's, that's, that's nothing short of an authoritarian, uh, uh, really authoritarian dictator. That's what we're talking about here. Well, let's, let's keep it real, too. About, about the guy Whitaker, right? You're talking about a guy who yeah. came from selling damn, I think he was selling like jacuzzis or something. So how do you go from mm-hmm. selling jacuzzis to being the damn, the stand-in attorney general for the United States? Oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. So yep. he wasn't qualified from the get-go. And then to have all that nonsense going on, he's going to have to recuse himself because there's no way that's going to fly. My thing is this. Uh, I hope to God, I hope to God that they're not sitting here giving him reports on where they currently stand in the investigation, all that stuff like that. Because you know he is going directly to Trump with that. Well, you know that. Well, that's the point. Right now, as of right now, he does get to see all this stuff because he's, he's over uh, uh, Ronstein. Okay, so he does get to see all this information. So they feel that He's Trump's eyes and ears. He could at least right. report back to Trump what type of information they have on him. And so, right. you know, it, it's he. That's that's just messed up, man. It's so blatant that they don't yeah. even care no more. And I guess that's what really irritates me is that they feel they could be so blatant. Mm-hmm. As to do these things right in plain view, right in plain view, and get away with it, get away with it. Well, not anymore, because you got a house that will investigate you out the ass now. So you can keep doing that stuff if you want to. It will be investigated. It ain't like the Republicans that's going to sit there and let it slide and not say nothing and make up excuses all the time. That ain't happening no more. Come next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but That's I mean, the one thing I ain't happy about. Go ahead, Ron. No, what you're saying? Go ahead. No, Congress can at least, if he chooses not to take the advice of the ethics office in the Department of Justice, uh, then he has, they, Congress can call him before them mm-hmm. and have him explain why. Right. Okay, so it's not like he could just do these things and not have to answer to anybody. He does have to answer to someone other than Trump. Well, he ain't going to have no answer. His only answer can be because Trump doesn't want me to. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because you, there's clearly a conflict of interest. you got some shady stuff going on yourself. 
you know, it's no way, it's no reason you should be over this investigation. You should have zero authority at all at this point. You shouldn't even mm-hmm. be the standing attorney general. Let's just keep it real, man. You shouldn't mm-hmm. even be in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just a mess. But yeah. hopefully we can start to see some things move in the right direction now that we have, you know, a Democratic majority in the House. Um, the Senate's still shaking itself out. You know, I'm, I'm happy to hear about the, the uh, young lady out in Arizona uh, taking that victory. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully as a country, we're starting to see how serious it is for us to get out there and vote. I know I couldn't even wait to vote. I cannot wait to go out there and cast my vote. I was up there early in the morning before everybody cast my joint and said, yes, I'm playing my part. You know? Right. Well, we went and voted right after I got out of dialysis, and we had no problems. Uh, we drove up to the uh, polling place, walked right in, uh, signed signed in, and went on it. Went ahead and voted. It didn't take us no more than five minutes to cast our ballot. And that was it. Yeah, it wasn't really. It wasn't a long line around my area, but a lot of people I talked to at work said that they, it was a long line where they were at, so I don't know. Um, mm. But I was pretty much, I was in and out here, maybe because I went so early. That's probably what it was, because I know later in the day they said it was pretty long lines, but Virginia did what we had to do, man. We made sure that that, that racist dude didn't get in there over Tim Kaine. Mm-hmm. That was perfect. Um, we seen uh, Shady Scott Taylor got kicked out. Um, Elaine Luria took his spot. The Democrat, so happy about that because he was sitting there. It was mixing some kind of scandal where they were putting like uh, dead people on the ballot and stuff to vote for this third party candidate. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just crazy. So got his shady behind out of there. So Virginia seems to be moving in the right direction. Now obviously, you know, you got some counties that uh, didn't flip to, to Democrat, and which I don't expect it, depending on, you know, when you, where you talk about it, Virginia, because we still got our parts. Trust and believe that. Yeah, um, yeah. But all in all, I think we're moving in the right direction, and uh, we'll, we'll see where the state starts to go. But, um, yeah, man, I'm just happy to see that that took place. You know, like I said, I think we were both a little worried going into the midterm. We weren't sure what was going to happen. Uh, but then as the as the day went by, you started to see, like, yeah, I think this this, this is really – it is going to be a blue wave, at least in the mm-hmm. House, you know. Mm-hmm. That, was encur- that was encouraging to see. Um, but I am still disappointed with that, the Andrew Gilliam thing and the Stacey Abrams and the Beto O'Rourke. I think that's kind of like a wake-up call for the Democratic Party because those three people right there um, got the most in- most attention – and probably was kind of like looking into the foreseeable future or who's going to run in 2020. Mm-hmm. So now we got to, now I think that whole party, although they had a victory in the house, they have to rethink things on, you know, what do we do moving forward? How are we going to approach this in 2020? I hope they stay vigilant and don't get, don't get, you know, comfortable just winning the house. Cause we'll be right back in the same BS um, in 2020, if that's the case. Right, right. You know. But y'all listen to the provocation, real people, real conversations. You want to join the convo, it's 516-418-5467. Or hit us up on Twitter at V underscore provocation. That's with an A and not an A. 
Hey, before we move on, man, you know, I know we this this is like it seems to be coming a reoccurring thing with every episode, but we got to give our thoughts and prayers to the people out in California, man, dealing with those fires. Oh yeah, definitely. That stuff is crazy. Hmm. That stuff is crazy. Is there over forty some people have lost their lives? Yeah, over forty people died. Um, you talking about just, just like, just imagine like you living in this beautiful. Matter it was even a place called Paradise, California. That's pretty much burnt down to the ground now, man. Hmm. People lo- losing their whole livelihood. You know, you everything you work for is burnt down. You know. And um, it seems to be getting like I know they go through it every year, but yeah, I don't I don't remember it being. I mean, you know, I, and maybe it was, but I don't remember it being this bad before, man. Well, I think it, like, it so, I goes think, back again to this whole issue with the climate because it's so dry, it's so dry. Right. And then you get these brush fires that the winds are starting to blow and they spread, and so. Uh, and then uh, Trump comes out with some stupid stuff, says that you know what, it was due to poor poor forest management and stuff like that. And I think the firefighters and some other people uh, got on him, and uh, he kind of backed off a little bit. But it's it's just it's pathetic. It's sad. It's pathetic. I just I just I just want these next two years to go and hope this guy has no chance. If, if the country is, if the numbers stay the way they are now, where a majority of the country disapproves, then that should be reflect, reflected if he chooses to run again. Well, you know what, man? First of all, let's hit him with the hell and off that oh, BS hell no. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, my thing is this, man. And, mm. and, I, don't, and, I, and I don't speak for all Americans, probably. I'm going to apologize on his behalf because we don't feel that way. You want to sit there and blame the people who are trying to stop these things from happening for these fires that are taking place? Come on, man. Yep. And like, what, how presidential? Like, that's, that's not presidential at all, man. If anything, you should be offering, like, support. Like, listen, I'm sorry to see what's going on. It's a shame that you don't, you don't blame the people who are in charge of running these parks. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what they do every day. Yeah. Yeah, they may have been the ones to, to like, put people on alert. Like, listen, you need to get out as fast as you can now. This is what's happening. Those could have been mm-hmm. those people doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, you want to criticize them? Talking about some park management? Really? Mm. And it's just, just because the state didn't vote for you, don't mean you got to sit there and make these people suffer. And see, he just, he's, pet, he's President Petty, man. That's what he is, man. Yeah, yeah, he is. Just, just, just petty. And I'm like, how, I mean, how are you excited to see this in the White House? Just this level of pettiness. Yep. It's crazy. And since we are President Petty, oh, first of all, let me give a round of applause to Jim Acosta, yo. That's my guy. Okay, yeah. That, Jim Acosta is my guy, man. I think I think he's. You can tell that he's he's one of those reporters that's not as, afraid to show that he is pissed off right now. <laughs> he is extremely mm-hmm. pissed off right now that these people will go up there and lie to the American people's faces every single day, 
and dance around right. the truth. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to do what a reporter should really be doing. You're going to answer my question. Simple as that. First, you're not going to talk to me in your type of way. I'm going to be professional, but I'm not going to stop until you give me a legit answer. You're not going to BS me, right? Mm-hmm. So you saw what happened in the press conference the other day. Yeah, I did. Where, where he, he didn't even, like, attempt to address the question. He immediately went at Jim Acosta, yo. With, with insults and how he's so bad he shouldn't work for CNN, trying to tell him to sit down like a little child and stuff like that. First of all, nobody respects you, so I would have did the same thing Jim Acosta did. You're not going to tell me to sit down like I'm your son. What have you done to gain my respect over these past two years? Mm-hmm. And then he sends the lady over there and try to steal the mic. And you see, Jim Acosta didn't push her out the way, put his hands on her or anything. He just simply moved the mic out the way. And I'm going to continue to speak what I got to speak. But here's the thing, right? So they revoke, they revoke his press pass, right? Right. And then Sarah Sanders, she goes around tweeting a video that's been doctored by InfoWars that makes it seem yep. as if Jim Acosta chopped the lady's hand down when she went to reach for the mic. Right. Yep. This is this is a United States official tweeting a doctored video to justify him losing his press pass. Mm-hmm. And that shit don't worry anybody else. They talk mm-hmm. about think about this, right? In the beginning of this presidency, wasn't the whole thing about uh, the the, vi- the, uh, the Pfizer warrants, right? Right. Or how whether the Democrats may have or the Obama administration may have abused that power, and they were they're snooping on people now and all this stuff like this, right? When those were mm-hmm. legit warrants given given to them by mostly our, a Republican judge, right? Right. Approved yeah. over and over. Now they went the legit way. They sit here, they revoke the man's press pass because you basically were trying to bullshit him and he's trying to do his job. Or because you're so thin-skinned that you can't take, you know, any, anybody challenging, you can't take it. And to justify it, you tweet a video that's been doctored by InfoWars. And that doesn't worry anybody? <laughs> they, they're basically telling you they can make anybody look guilty. Yeah. That's what they're saying. And, and no, nobody's worried about that? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, but shout out to CNN. I think they're suing them now. Yeah, they are. You know. I mean, you know, I, I appreciate it. CNN being vigilant, man. You got to put this man in his place, yo. It's simple as that. He throwing his weight around. See, he, he could throw his weight around when it was like the Republicans controlled everything and that they pretty much turned a blind eye, made up a bunch of excuses for him. It's about to get real rocky over these next two years. Trust and believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because now, now it's not only the Democrats winning the House. Now everybody... In America, who feels some type of way about this administration, but just couldn't get anywhere because Republicans kept making up excuses, that's all about to change now. Mm-hmm. That's all about to change now. People are going to really start to get into them. 
and I'm a little worried because he's a, he's very thin skinned and he can really do some nonsense. So this next this next two years is going to be pretty rocky. That's why I don't want the main focus to just be him, him, him. I want them to go in there and start to do things that are you know or or try to implement laws and things like that that are going to make or even fix healthcare to make people's lives better. So at least we're being helped while you're also trying to solve a problem that's going on in D.C. You got that's how the Democrats got to approach this, man. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. If they do that, I think twenty, I think twenty 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 is a wash um, for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Or maybe 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 the, anyway, that's probably a far fetched dream. But I would love to see independents start to rise up as well, man. You know, mm-hmm. because they're they're going to need those votes to do anything that they need to do in twenty twenty. So they got to they got to find a way to keep their base intact but also start to speak directly to the American people while solving a problem in D.C. It's a tough task for the Democrats moving forward, man. Very tough mm-hmm. task. We're going to see what happens. But um, that's just pathetic. That whole uh, snatching uh, Jim McCarthy's press pass because he's a- asking a challenging question. Okay, how about, okay, how about this? Since, since we're on the roll, right, because we can go all day. Mm-hmm. Listen, we, we've been off for a long time, right? Right. So we got a lot to talk about, and and I'm I'm gonna ask you your opinion on this, okay? Because mm-hmm. you 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 know where I'm gonna go, okay? But I'm gonna ask you your opinion, okay? So you remember the other day, Trump was doing an interview outside, right? He's doing a press conference outside, right? Okay. The young lady from CNN, she asked him a serious question. And he responds by telling her three times in a row that it was such a stupid question. Oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to speak on it. I want your opinion on that one. Well, from, from well, just, I know what you're talking about because there's at least three of the top reporters who are uh, African-American females. And he seems to use that language uh, towards uh, women of color, uh, even more so. So (laughs) what he says speaks for itself, man. You know where it's coming from. And he feels, because they even said that that whole charade with that press conference with Jim Acosta and with... uh, I think it was uh, April Ryan he accused and mm-hmm. Leash Leash uh, was it uh, Leash Alcindor? Yeah, yeah, and someone someone else. And so they said they were saying they believed that whole thing was staged. That he 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 was looking for a fight right. when he came out there, and that that yeah. plays good with his base. Uh, and that again, it speaks to just who his base is, and and I know you were saying early on about it shouldn't be about race, but unfortunately, it is. Yeah, he made sure of that he made sure that it's about race. He made sure of that. If he was the president of everyone, 
he would try, even in private, if you may feel a certain way, when you go out and speak, you should speak in a uniting in uh, a uniting voice to bring the country together. But not only by uh, speaking, but your actions. Your actions have to demonstrate that. Trump is, he's playing, he, he, is the, he is the race card. He's using race to divide this country. And Trump, yeah. and what, what I think, what I think is happening is that you look at, they said the suburbanites, where the white women, college-educated women, they've abandoned him. They've abandoned mm-hmm. him during these midterms because they're not for all of this here uh, racial uh, animosity that he goes out there and throws out there. They don't want to be associated with that. They don't want to be connected with that. So he's losing that. And right. so he's basically primarily appealing to the older white male, which they say the Republican Party is going to become irrelevant if they continue to uh, move along that path and not try to expand the party. Yeah. So uh, that's, 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 I mean, my answer to that question, Ron, about what I thought, I just felt like I, I just I, it's, to me I'm watching and I just I'm in I'm just in disbelief that people are that hateful that he can you know tell that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Now you know what it is, when, when, especially when when he told that that lady that, I, and, I, and I'm sorry, I forget her name. He told her that was a stupid question, but the way he said it was so insulting, right? So I'm sitting there like, one, I applaud her for being extremely professional in that moment. She deserves, matter of fact, she deserves an applause for that because you already know in her mind, and we we talk about a system now, in her mind, she was cussing him out. You know that for sure. Yeah. Because I mean, it's, it's like, you know, and then and then he didn't this. Okay, so you have that one. But how about like you said the the, the uh, what's her name? Amisha Alcindor. And I forget. I don't yeah. know if I'm saying her first name the right way. But mm-hmm. to tell her that her question was racist, and I'm like, how? Okay. When when have you experienced racism? When, in your life, when have you yourself experienced what racism feels like? I would like to know that. Because for you to have that type of response, somewhere along your your lifetime, you've had to experience racism in order to make a statement like that. Now, now if it's me and somebody asks me a question, from my experience and what I know my people have gone through, I can pinpoint immediately if it's racist or not, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's basically just trying to confirm with you whether, whether or not you are hosting somebody who's considered a white supremacist mm-hmm. or if this is maybe a base you're trying to, to, uh, to cater to, 
you know, can you explain that, Mr. President? And you respond by saying that's such a racist question. Wow. Notice he hmm. never answered the question, though. Think no. about that. Mm. Yeah. Think about that for all those people that's like, yeah, well, it was a racist question because she's pretty much asking him if he's a white supremacist. Yeah, well, a simple yep. response would have been no. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, and I condemn all that type of behavior, blah, 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 this and that. We probably wouldn't believe you, but it at least made us think like, well, maybe he is just doing it to get the vote. But no, mm-hmm. he danced around the question and accused her of racism. That was amazing to me. That was well, absolutely see, amazing to me. You see how he was pacing back and forth. You yeah. can tell he was mad. He's extremely mad. He's just an egotistical, narcissistic, corrupt individual. No, you know what he wanted to do? It wasn't that. He he wanted to leave in that moment. Don't let it fool you. Mm-hmm. you know, he paced back and forth. But for what I've seen, he wanted to walk away. Like, you know, if it was him... Yeah. Where he was yeah. out in New York somewhere, and the, the press popped on him. He answers the question. He gets pissed off. He just is just mm-hmm. walking away. Not mm-hmm. no, no. You are the president of the United States. You're gonna take these questions and you're gonna deal with it. You're gonna deal with it. I'm sorry that you're so you're so thin skinned, but hey, this is what the job entails, man. Obama went through it. Shoot, a lot of press wasn't friendly to him. But see, but the difference, though, like a man. <clears throat> the difference, though, is Trump doesn't play by those rules. You cannot, you cannot put Obama and the previous administrations, how the president conducted themselves, and compare them to Trump. You just can't. He he doesn't. He just he has no business. No business. And this this is, again, our fault. Meaning, when I say our fault, meaning those people who failed to show up and participate in the electoral process that allowed this man to win the presidency and thereby, you know, is destroying this country single-handedly, and it's because he's already hijacked the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. Anybody that's in Congress now is not going to speak out against them. Look at at Steve King from Iowa. Mm -hmm. This man keeps getting reelected, and he's definitely a racist. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, he openly... I mean, I even have my feelings about Sessions, and I do. Right. But at least he has, he's smart enough to try not to blatantly come out there. This guy, he just comes out there and says, and he ends up getting reelected. Reelected. So it says a lot about the people that are voting for these people. Yeah, well, it just shows you that it's probably some voter suppression going on wherever he's getting elected at. And um, 
and people just have to they're going to have to decide what they want to do. That's it. Every every state has just have to decide that. It's like, what do we want to be known as? You know, like when I think about places I want to move to, I'm sorry, but Alabama's not even on the list. Now, there may be some beautiful places in Alabama. I'm sure there's a, 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 a well, I know there's a population of us out there. The wonderful colleges, and I heard, um, around where Alabama University is at, it's looking beautiful. But I just know the stigma that comes with Alabama. Like, you tell somebody you're from Alabama, they all imagine, like, oh, we know how your life was like growing up. You see what I'm saying? This, yeah, this yeah, is have to ask themselves. Yeah, 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 Alabama, what else? Uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. Tennessee. What else? Tennessee. You got Georgia. Georgia's on the up you know, and up now, though. There, yeah, I think that's mainly, mainly because Georgia, of Atlanta. Right. Georgia's beginning to change somewhat. A lot of people have, yeah. Georgia's changing. Florida's changing. Uh, Mississippi, I am surprised that uh, Mike Espy is in a runoff in Mississippi. I'm really surprised, because I mean, that is the, that's like the cradle of the Confederacy right, right there. Well, that, just, that shows you how the dynamic of the country is changing because, remember, that area down there, you just assume that that was just Republican. That's bottom line. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's, that's, that was my thought growing up, at least. I think what you're starting to see is those people being pushed to the middle of the country now. You, you see what I'm saying? Look at how the map looks. Yeah. And it's like they're all forcing their way into the Midwest all within that area. And I think this is what they fear because those areas want a piece of the pie too. They want to be just as advanced as New York. It's just they don't have the leadership to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's not the wrong with being as advanced as California as advanced as California. You could just do it your way. You know? I think I think one of the things you see People, okay. Okay, let's look at the southern states, basically. Mm-hmm. That is where a lot of the slavery existed, right? Right. So, what does that mean? It means there's a lot of people whose ancestors were slaves, and they're in the south. So, you have right. a large... Black population in the South. Now you even have people, uh, other ethnicities moving in the South. You have Hispanics. You have Asians. All these people are now in the South. So what you need to do is what needs to happen. Similarly, on a national level, you have to peel off a certain percentage of the white vote. And you stand the chance. Of when you stand the chance of making uh, that state competitive as far as you know running for a statewide election and so forth. So that's what's happening. And see, this is what this is what happens a lot of times, Ron. You got people now. See, it was all right when we were slaves. They brought us over here against our will. Cheap labor. It's always about labor. It's always about cheap labor. 
right. But then you brought so many of us over here that we started uh, building families down in the South. Now, some people, mm-hmm. you would think a lot of, like someone like myself would say, well, uh, I want to get the hell away from this as soon as I can. But no, we have a lot of family still in the South. You know, people, yeah. they get by. Uh, you might say, well, I can I can deal with this. Well, you know what? Then you might not survive down there. But there right. have been people who managed to survive. They know, they know, uh, they know, the, the, like they used to say in the South, one thing about the South, they'll tell you how they feel about you. The North might right. try to BS you a little bit, but the South will tell you exactly. So you know you know what you're dealing with when you go in go into places where you may not be welcome into areas that you uh you don't see many other people of your ethnic group and stuff like that. But right. by them them being greedy and importing as many slaves as they did, now those slaves have, have multiplied, families have multiplied and they become a significant once 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 they were given, once they got the right to vote, that's what turns the table because it all comes down to uh, giving people the right to vote. Right. Because once they, 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 and that's why they fight so hard. That's why, that's why you see them now suppressing the vote. Why, why would you mm-hmm. not? Why would you not encourage? As many people as possible to vote. Why? Because you fear. You fear right. the results. Right. That's Why do you target you... certain areas? Target yeah. certain areas. That's, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you got. Uh, they're talking about these. Okay. So in 2020, you're going to have the census. So now they're talking about. I know in Pennsylvania they're talking about an independent commission to redraw the the districts and stuff like that. I think that's what should happen all over the country. They should be independent. Uh, it shouldn't be one, one political party. It, it, it should be reflective of someone who's not connected to any political party. Well, when I say connected, but at least independent, where you have both right. bipartisan and bipartisan uh, effort to redraw uh, the uh, redistricting and stuff like that. Right. Wow. Yeah, I wonder how Florida's going to end up. I mean, if they, if they well, the, well, it looks like the Republicans are going to control it. I wonder how Florida's redistricting is going to go, man, because um, I don't know. Well, I mean, we, we, we got to wake up, man. You got to decide what is best for you. I just don't well, see how DeSantos is best for them. I don't know. Yeah, well, here's the thing, because, again, this is where we're talking about race. And mm-hmm. they played that, and they, they wanted to keep they want to keep the power. That's what they're doing, trying to hold on to the power. But right. here's, what they made, here's where Floridians 
what, 60-some percent of Floridians voted to restore uh, voting privileges to ex-felons. Mm-hmm. And that will impact over a million people. So mm-hmm. future elections may have a different outcome altogether. That's true. When, when do they get to do the, um, the drawing of the districts? When they do that? The redistricting? In 2020, 2020, 2020 when they do the census. Okay. So nothing can change until the year we got to vote. Usually... Like, I think right now, matter of fact, I think I, I might have, I think I might have even misplaced it, but I think they may have sent me something here about, like, I guess getting ready for the census or something to that effect. But the census yeah. probably take place all of 2020, and then in 2011, they'll come out with their report, and then that's how they allocate. That's how they allocate monies and so forth, depending right. on how many uh, how many people are of a certain ethnic group, stuff like that. Um, so that's why the census is important, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, man. Yeah, but. Yeah, like we were saying, like the South is starting to change, man. I think, um, you know, I, I haven't been to Atlanta in a long time, but whatever I hear, it's like, it's just a very, it's, a, it's just a good vibe in Atlanta from what I hear, man. You know? When have you been to Atlanta? Like, I've been to Atlanta when I was in college. We had to, we actually had to go through there on our way to spring break. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, you, you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been down, your mother and I, well, I've been down, I've been down, I think, at least three times. Your mother came with me one time. Yeah. I think the last time I went down, she came with me. Okay. Yeah. What you think, of, what you think about the area? Visit, uh, yeah, that's when we went to visit uh, Martin Luther King's uh, house where he was raised, and so forth. Yeah. And, yeah, that was the last time we were down there, her and I. That's great. What do you think about the area? Well, I didn't really get around much. Well, the big thing then, they talked about the underground mall, uh-huh. and that was, like, in Atlanta. And yeah. uh, so we we went to see that. We went to see a few... I think we went to see a few historical. Well, we went to we went to the the, the Martin Luther King uh, like um, like a memorial they had, but it needed up. It was it was in bad it was in bad shape. It needed. Uh, I think the, I think the uh, the federal park system took it over so that they could yeah. maintain it and so forth. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't we didn't do a lot of uh, a lot of adventuring. Uh, I was down there yeah. for a uh, I was down there for a seminar, uh, and then I would uh, come back to the hotel, pick your mother up. We run down to Atlanta and uh, go to the underground mall. 
I, I know I, me, and, me and my wife, we both have friends that have moved down there, and they seem to be um, having a good time and enjoying themselves. You know, like the, they like to the move. So, you know, I, I'm going to go visit, see how it is. I haven't been down there. In a, I haven't been down there since college, so that was probably before anything like what it looks like now. I don't know. Right. <laughs> so, I'll check it out. But yeah, man. So you know, we kind of went all over the place today. So it's just it was just a lot to talk about. Um, a lot of you know we haven't been on as much, but a lot has gone on over these past two weeks. Um, you know, I'm really you know, this shouldn't be a surprise to nobody, but I'm extremely disappointed. You know, at the behavior in, in the White House, man. It's just from the way he's treated those reporters. Um, and they were just trying to simply ask a question. He has no grace or style when it comes to he's just, his piece is thin skin, man. It's, it's, it's a little kid that's currently the president right now. But yeah, I'm just emba- I'm embarrassed for the country because this is not how I want us to be making headlines, man. The headlines should be the the new things as far as innovation that we're doing to move into the to the future, man. Because you know, technology is everything right now, and as a country, we should be taking advantage of that. I don't think you can – see, the thing is, I think you can have a healthy balance. I think you can have uh, forms of technology in these areas who want to remain more rural, but in a way that right. works for them. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if they had people from those areas really come together with ideas, you know, who have the ability to do that about how we can maintain kind of who we are but upgrade what's going on around us. You, you see what I'm saying? Upgrade right. little things. That's that's the way we should be. We should be free thinkers like that, man. Moving into this next this this, this next mm-hmm. century or whatever. So, but yeah, I'm extremely. Yeah, I think you I gotta. I think you gotta have someone like for rural America. You need to have someone that truly understands rural America, and. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking about when you're bringing together, when you're trying to create policies, things of that nature, such as in the Congress and all that, that you have right. someone that's from that area, that understands that area. So then when you be bouncing these ideas around, they can say, well, no, that won't, that won't work here. That won't work here. Right. You got to think about this. And, right. and at least at least if the person feels that you are sincerely trying to see how can we work this out where everybody's not going to be happy. So, okay, so how can we do this where uh, at least some of the things that you, you feel are needed can be addressed and maybe not everything, but that's, but you have to have there got to be some areas where there's compromise. Right. That, that, that's where they have to be. There have to be areas of compromise. Yeah. I, that's, that's, that's the things we should be focusing on, man. All this hate, racism, and the BS we see every damn day. It's just, it's just a waste of time. And the bad thing is well, you know, right now, I think most of us feel that way. We just don't have the leadership in order to guide us away from that right now. We're so involved in just the negativity. Because it's you, you know what amazes me? 
is that it seems like everything comes down to race. Mm-hmm. How do we get beyond that? I think that will be the challenge. How do we get beyond everything being broken down by race? Because I, I remember seeing a post on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. I think your mother was talking to someone. They said, why you got to have, why you got to say the first black this, the first black that, the first black this? Well, you say those things because those people have been locked out. Right. That's why. Right. They Mm -hmm. weren't always given the opportunity. They were locked out. So when they're given the opportunity, when that first person breaks that barrier and is able to break through, then that opens the door for others. Then it won't be. Maybe we will get to a day where you won't have to say, this is the first, like, okay, now you already had your first black president. Well, that's not going to be an issue no more. You're not going to be saying, that's not going to be the focus anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got right. the first black governor, which is your governor down in Virginia, was a, what, Doug Wilder, right? Right. So, that's, that's the, as far as the governor, he's done did that. So, now you're talking about other places like Georgia, other places like Florida, other places like Tennessee, other places like Mississippi, where maybe one day, once you get that first person, they see, and then... And then the people can evaluate that person's performance. Right. And say, you know, that wasn't he wasn't that bad after all. Because exactly. even with Obama being elected president, like Obama can't do nothing by himself. Right. And there was a there was there was the, there was Mitch McConnell, there was the Paul Ryan's <clears throat> there to uh, uh, impede everything that he tried to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If I don't want you to succeed, then I will put things in your path to make you not succeed. Then yeah, it, it, whatever whatever successes he had, he had in spite of the opposition. Right. And then on top of that, you think we like having to say that we're the first to do this, first to do that. We don't like have. We would like for it just to be like everybody else, so we can just do it. Yeah. And we don't need all the attention. That's nope. what I'm saying. Like, nope. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like that because that's just the way it is. Yes, this person was the first black president. So yes, when you talk about them, that's what you have to say. That's important. Yeah. Now, if if we had a choice, would we have liked to see? A variety of presidents, of course. So that's who we are as America. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying. But that's why people like that just it, it pissed me off because like they get oh you shouldn't have to do that. Well, we agree we shouldn't have to do that. Why can't you see that? You upset for the wrong reason. We just as pissed off as you are. Yeah. So you're saying to us all of those years. There was no one else that was qualified to fill these positions, these certain positions that now we are the first. 
or right. this person is the first. You see what I'm saying? Right. People, yeah, I don't know. I think and, and I agree with what some things I think this is this is sometimes it's a conversation that whites need to have among whites, basically. And right. like yeah, they need to have that conversation among themselves. And see that, you know, we're we're too we're letting people divide us. And that's that's now now I'm gonna tell you, the the people that are are benefiting from this division are the people that one percent, that one and a half percent. They benefit from the division. They benefit at keeping us yeah. at each other's throat. But imagine if all of us came together. If all of us came together. Who share the same economic situation? Who 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 says we want we want we want affordable health care for everybody? We want uh, quality education for everyone. You know we want a livable wage for everyone. Imagine if everybody came together and demanded that. But no, right. they keep us pitted against one another. That's what it is. They're yeah. keeping us pitted against one another. That's how you just yeah, divide and conquer, man. Divide and, and conquer. That's the old, it's, the oldest strategy. It's, it's sad because at the end of the day, we're all Americans. So you're causing a divide and con- conquer amongst your own people. Yeah. What about we have? What about the enemies from the outside? If we fractured here, how are we going to defend ourselves against the enemies on the outside? And that's what I say a lot of times, Ron. When we're divided here, well, basically. We make it easy for a foreign adversary to come right, walk right in here, just do their thing, because we have already divided. Right. All they have to do is exploit those divisions. Mm-hmm. And that is what's being done when you have these Russians, uh, maybe Chinese, I don't care who they are, and they get on social media. And they throw these things out there to the various groups to keep chaos, to create chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We gotta do we better, man. We gotta do better. We gotta and, do better. Uh, hopefully, hopefully these midterms were a were a sign of things to come. But like I said, listen, man. This is also a perfect time for for an independent to stand up. Okay. Yep. I feel like the Republican Party is pretty much hanging on by a thread right now, and it's all because of one man. They got some. They got some soul searching to do. Yeah. So let's have let's let's go ahead and get these open primaries going. Let's take care of that, and um, let's see if we can get some independence in there, man. Yeah, that's what we need to do. Yeah. Let's see if we can do that. Well, man, it's been another good episode. I know it's been a while since we've been on. I keep saying that, but today made me realize how much I miss it. So we got to be consistent, man, moving forward. Yeah, because I think, like you said, 
it's been a while. And like you said, there was so much that we can't, I think, I think we need to do it, like you said, a little bit more consistently where we don't have yeah. so much that we feel comfortable going over what we have. But we try in our attempt to try to cram so much into a short time. It's just too much. Yeah. Well, we still make it happen, though. Yeah, we do. It is what it is. We still make it happen. But we definitely going to get back on it. You know, unfortunately, like I said, the coaching thing is over for now until next season. So All right. try to get these going at least every every Monday or Tuesday. Hope y'all enjoyed the show today. Listening to the provocation, real people, real conversations. Hey, Pop, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here, man? No, man. Just keep hope alive. That's all you can do, right? Keep hope alive. All right, Democrats, the ball's in your court, man. It's next year. I'm going to ride with you. <laughs> but I need my independence to stand up. We the ones that's really going to put this country in check. Let's just be honest, man. I don't know, but you got, like, you got a lot of interesting Democrats that are in there, though, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we got to see. We got to see. Wait and see. But uh, we'll be back next Monday or Tuesday. You know, thanks for listening to the provocation. And with that said, we out of here, man.